Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 98 of Justified Pursuit. Great to be here with you. And as always, good to see the good counselor's face, Chisholm Cook. Spear to be in a good mood today, my friend. I do. Yeah. Did I did I yeah, read you wrong? No, I, I am in a I am in a fine mood today. Uh, start of the day off. I think I've maybe mentioned before that I'm on the board of directors of a food pantry here in town. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> the board of directors of a food pantry <laughs> is not exactly Vivaldi worthy. It's uh, community service in the truest form. You're doing a good uh, job. I'm trying. But uh, so this morning was a Chamber of Commerce monthly powwow that they hold where they have somebody come in and give a talk. And so a engineer from TechStot came in to talk about all these highway projects he's got going on here in our neck of the woods. So, mm-hmm. you know, glad handing, talking to folks, telling them about our mission and the work we're doing to try to feed hungry folks, which September was the busiest month in the food pantry's 30 year history. I'll retract my Vivaldi commentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, ne- next time you're in this neck of the woods, I'll take you by the food pantry, bro. And you can yeah. check it out. Um, it's rewarding. I'm glad to be part of it. I'm looking forward to a, to divesting a few responsibilities that will wrap up this year so I can put even more time towards it. Anyway. I played golf last week in a charity golf tournament benefiting like a texas food bank or fighting texas hunger but i'm not on the board of anything but hey i gave him my hundred bucks and i mean again it's the the it's a food bank in bulverde texas yeah it's not a huge deal i'm not on the san antonio metropolitan area food bank board that's probably a bigger deal (laughs) well kudos to you for helping fight hunger what are you up to um how you doing the kids had fall break yeah, so Friday, Monday, Tuesday. So, of course, they all had soccer on Saturday. So, after the last soccer game, we loaded up Aaron's Honda Pilot because I still don't have a truck, which has been in the shop for over a month. Uh, rodents apparently got into the truck, and I don't remember if we've updated that situation, but they have started working on it. But anyway, loaded up the Pilot. You couldn't have fit, you know, a grain of rice in the back of that thing. I had it so full. My best packing job of all time. Uh, and I bought this nine-man tent um, on Amazon the week before. Uh, kids were like, when we got there, we went to Pat Mays Lake in like around Paris, Texas, so Northeast Texas. And uh, the kids are like, well, what do we do? We don't have any devices. We don't have any like a schedule. <laughs> I was like, Play. the world is your oyster. Right. There's the lake. Do whatever you want. Can we get in the water? If it's not too cold, you can do whatever you want. We can have a campfire all day. I don't care. Um, hung up a hammock. They like that. Swinging in the hammock. I finally got a turn the last day and was able to like close my eyes for 30 minutes. It was glorious. Hammocks, very underrated. Oh, um, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the uh, best. No. Should, everybody should spend more time in a hammock. Uh, cooked on, the, on an open fire both nights and cooked breakfast on the fire. and um, Yeah. Just had a, had a good family bonding trip to and it's nice to get away i mean we're a very tight-knit family but uh you know go to deer camp but other than that 
when do we just get away for a couple of days from the hustle and bustle of school and sports and church and everything else? So it was nice to uh, decompress. Have no agenda. That's right. Of course, on Sunday, when I'm checking my fantasy football lineups constantly on my phone, they're like, Dad, come on, no devices. I'm like, ah, I'm being a hypocrite here, which I was. <clears throat> Truth. Yeah. I uh, went on a high, two mile hike. That was cool. Um, nice. Yeah. I had a really cool, um, like, biking, mountain biking trail. It was a 10 mile loop. And uh, we did a mile in, a mile out. But uh, very cool. Pine trees. Which we don't have really where where I live, but just an hour and a half away. Lots of pine trees. Yep. Um, very beautiful. And uh and the weather was mm, absolutely perfect. So good times to decompress. What's the name of this place? Pat what? Uh Pat Mays. It's run by the Army Corps of Engineers. So yeah. Very nice. Uh and then, you know, you get back and to the real world and see that PayPal is going to uh, find people $2,500 for misinformation. <laughs> that was short-lived, thankfully. I know. I know. Thankfully, they've already backed off of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean... But just from the backlash, not because they didn't want to do it. Well, right, right. Steal, stealing your money. Their plan was to steal people's money because they didn't like their politics, basically. Did I, I mean, is there any way to interpret that other than that way? Uh, no, and it's enough to make me. I'm I'm going to get rid of my PayPal account. Me too. Dollar is to it. Yep. Um, yeah. There's lots of good reasons to. Like for one, it makes it too damn easy to spend money that you don't need to spend. Um, but yeah, I don't like their woke nonsense either. Speaking of relatedly, something. Uh, from the great state of California. Are you aware that they just signed into law in California, a law that basically um, outlaws second opinion, second, second opinions from medical professionals. Okay. That's actually not what it is. The law is the law gives power to the California board of medical examiners or whatever that, that, that would be called. Right. The, the people who license doctors and nurses and those types of folks in California now have the power to uh, punish and even revoke the license of a California medical professional if they uh, offer any sort of medical counsel that is considered to be outside. I, I want to say I need to look it up, but specifically like outside of like CDC and who recommendations. So if you're, if a doctor says, Hey, little Susie, I know you're 12, but really might want to think twice about cutting your breasts off. Then he could just be, he could just lose his license. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hate California so much. I literally hate that state. I hope that it just falls off into the freaking ocean. We can be just rid ourselves of it, but what a disease. You're a 30 year old, healthy male. Um, with no history, no no significant pre-existing conditions that would make you particularly susceptible to severe implications from COVID-19. And therefore, due to the extraordinary rates of myocarditis uh, in your age group 
uh, I don't recommend you taking one of these shots and or boosters. That would be the kind of thing that in theory uh, you could lose your medical license for now in California. In addition to the trans thing, because I guarantee you. Well, yeah. And on that topic, they passed the law that Newsom signed. Newsom is on fire right now. That says that um, they've, they've made California a sanctuary state for transgender uh, procedures on minor children. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Yeah, I did read that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, come to California and we'll give you hormones, puberty blockers, and maybe even, uh, you know, cut your breasts or your willy off. Uh, and we won't make you tell your parents about it. Because mm-hmm. as we've documented already in the past, the age of consent for medical procedures in California is already 14 years old. At the from at starting at the age of 14, a child has a turn has doc you know doctor patient privileges to hide things from their parents. That is ridiculous. Of California for 20 years now has already been using to do things like prescribe birth control. Dude, uh, that's California because California schools, treats the kids like they're wards of the state, not like they belo- they're they're ooh, belong to the parents. To brilliantly stated point, my friend. Brilliantly stated point. I hadn't even gotten to that level of thinking about it, but you're so spot on. Yeah. This is communism at its finest. These are not your children. These are the state's children. Yeah, wow. it's, it's what it is. And these are just two more examples. Like, oh, and they're putting billboards up all across the country in red states, inviting you to come have your abortion in California. What a desolate waste! It is so evil. Is, it's, is God? Um, look is at this. God has God forsaken California. He has to. He's like, eh. I really, this one's too far gone. By I'm gonna. You can catch me in the red states. <laughs> As Christians, uh, we must believe that even uh, Gavin Newsom is a redeemable. Um, but the first step towards your redemption is you must repent. And so far, man, that dude honestly looks like a demon. When he smiles, that fake ass lying through his teeth, slicked back hair smile. The devil is what's smiling at you. Google. <laughs> I'm serious. dude. I'm not joking. I think he is. He has a devilish grin because I believe trying, there though. is a demon inside of him. The devil is trying very hard to make a push for 2024. I think that's. I think it's pretty clear. I mean, as evidenced by those billboards he put up in Florida, he has a gigantic ego, just like Trudeau. I mean, that's got to be. That's got to be his goal. For 2024. Yeah, it clearly is. Um, I kind of like it because I love the fact that they're working so hard and openly willing to undermine uh, that senile old coot in the White House now. Um, the, oh, dude. And, the, and then, the, the, then there's, I think, the sort of double-edged blessing is they're undermining Biden. Meanwhile... You can't jump out. Look at look at history, man. Somebody who throws their hat in the ring two years before the race starts 
they don't have they don't ever they don't even make it to the finish line. Gavin Newsom is got a snowball's chance in hell of even making the nomination, in my opinion. Well, um, did you see where Bill Maher said that the Democratic Party needs to distance from Kamala Harris as quick as possible? Oh, they're bereft, dude. They've got nothing. They've got the biggest bag of nothing. There's a That's great not true. Clip what they Bill have is a bag full of it. a bag full of dog poo that that you know Billy Madison would light on fire and throw on your front porch. Like that, it's not even full of nothing. It's full of poo. Yeah. The Democratic Party is a bag full of dog poo. Shifting gears. We'll get back to that. But I did, this just crossed my <laughs> mind because and I meant to do this in the open, but uh <laughs> I had told you I had on Andy Stumpf. He's a member of uh, he was a member of SEAL Team Six and I bet he agrees with me that the Democratic Party is a bag full of dog poo. I mean, he didn't go that far, but yes, you could say that his uh, politics align with ours. His leanings were evident in our hour long discussion. Yeah. But I asked him, I, I said, so my, my elk hunting buddy and I have this other show, and he's gotten, he's a brown belt in jujitsu now. Um, I and I said, that. we have this running argument of could I, at 210 pounds, step into the octagon? with the bantam weight or featherweight, whatever it is, the lightest weight division of female fighters and take one of the unranked ones and beat her. And he was like, well, I'll tell you this. Once you start getting to a 30, 40, especially 50 pound weight advantage, it's, it's very obvious your chances of winning are going to be. He's like, the only way you would lose is if it was a kickboxer and she could keep you at it's striking, you know, keep you away from her essentially. Because once you lean on her, it's, arts. It, it's over. It's so he's like, yes, arts. I think you would win. So just put that in the bank of people <sighs> that are pro cable in the fan fantasy fight of the century. Me versus somebody's going to beat you to it, um, brother Buck. Let's see if I can find it. Who I've mentioned before, good brother Buck sent me. I think he sent it to me on Instagram. Uh, a little sort of article thing about this exact scenario playing out. Somebody was talking crap and a, yeah. So Brown belt said I would win for what it's worth. Maybe he's a chauvinist. Um, <laughs> Barstool. <laughs> His wife's also a black belt just, just kidding, world Andy. champion, by the way. Wow, really? His wife is, yeah. Yeah, some 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 guy named Cal Davies decided to call out. He, now, did he call know. out an individual fighter? Because I'm not uh, doing that. I'm saying throw me, just throw me in the in the octagon with an unranked one. Yeah, and UFC total. UFC female fighter will be fighting a male Twitter troll. Or you could throw me in the octagon with the karate hottie. <coughs> I'd be all right with that too. Ooh. She probably whipped my ass, though. Bless you. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe you've got me moderating. Maybe you got a, a puncher's chance. Maybe. But you know, the odds if you're going up against a featherweight female mixed martial artist that she's going to know kickboxing are probably pretty high because that's a pretty standard tool in the MMA fighters yeah. toolkit. So, he did say ducking kicks and like the head movement associated with avoiding punches isn't something that you can just learn overnight. 
<laughs> okay, so y'all had a more nuanced conversation than you're letting on. Exactly. Uh, yes, exactly. But but the point of the story was he said yeah he would lean he would give the advantage to me based off of the weight difference and the fact that I'm not uh, I don't eat at McDonald's every day. Did you explain to him that you've never been in a fist fight in your life? What was the first thing I said? Oh, okay. come on now. Go, let's get back to college. We've there's been a couple scraps here and there. <clears throat> really? Mm-hmm. Can't confirm or deny. I, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Some drunk who didn't see you coming is totally different. That's not. Like, I don't hit people from behind. Into That's fight. ridiculous. I didn't say uh, you hit him from behind. I just said you sucker punched some guy that didn't see it coming. Not my style. <laughs> No, my style just, is not. I'm just totally not making fight. that up, but I could uh, see it being something that 20 year old drunk cable would have done. <clears throat> Tulsi Gabbard's leaving the Democratic Party. Yeah, I you know that that doesn't really seem like news to me. She seemed to have left it um, about the time they you know let, didn't let her progress through the primary, uh, despite her being the most reasonable human being of the bunch by orders of magnitude. But let's talk about why she's leaving. Uh, she said that her now former party is stoking anti-white racism. Yep. They're hostile Fact. to people of faith and spirituality. Fact the Democrats true. demonize the police, but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans. Ding. And above all, Democrats are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does. Wow. In uh, the spirit of the baseball playoffs, which just started, that is called hitting for the cycle. Mm. Yeah. Touched I wonder ball. what her next, like, what is Tulsi's next play to be like a commentator or get back into politics as an no, independent think, or a Republican? Gonna make, I think she's going to make a fortune as a pundit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's angling to jump into the Republican Party and, and get back into it. Um, I mean, she is a lifelong person of service, right? She was in the military. Then she spent, I didn't realize how long she was in the House of Representatives for like eight years. Hmm. I think it was 2013 to 01. Um, normally, when people step out of those roles, they don't go back. They take their nice TV job, which is what she's doing. She's on Fox all the time now. And roll with it, but um, you know, if you come out and formally announce you're switching parties, uh, like, why do you even do that if you're not considering yourself still a political player? Yeah. Um, you know, she could just say, "I no longer support the Democratic Party," but I guess did she say, "I'm a Republican now," or is that is is that no? What all she, it was was just I'm leaving for the reasons that she outlined there. Yeah. Tell you what, man, a uh, DeSantis uh, Tulsa, you know, DeSantis Gabbard ticket sounds like uh, that sounds like something I could vote for. Yeah, faux show. That sounds like a freight train that wouldn't yeah. be able to be stopped for sure. Um, yeah, it would. That that freight train would be more reliable than the French uh, uh, high speed rail train that is no longer going to happen in Gavin Newsom's broke-ass um, disastrous state of California. Huh. So he could stand right where... Do you know, do you know this story? No. So Monday, this week, 
this French train contractor pulled out of a what has to have been a multi-billion dollar deal to build a high-speed rail through the Central Valley in California, uh, choosing instead to put their focus in Southern Africa, not South Africa in like, oh man, where is it? I don't think it was Nigeria. Um, let's see if I can pull that up. Yeah, they, they decided that, that Africa was easier to do business in and to pull off a project in than California. Well, it's it's hard to uh well I I don't know how California fiscally would be able to pay for something like that. Like how, they're bankrupt. Oh, they've Maybe. been in a surplus for the last 2 or 3 years thanks to all the handouts that that this democratic <clears throat> You didn't know that? Yeah. They, they, I mean they okay, well they're, that's what they say. Yeah. That doesn't make it true. Oh, I mean, it, it's true insofar as they actually are making more money right now as a state than they're spending. Um, it's all paper, it's all fake monopoly right. money. So, you know, to that end, you could say it's not true, but dollars and cents wise, yeah, they're, they're raking in more money from the feds than they're doling out. But again, that goes to prove how broke the damn state is because they can't even get their S together to pull off this you know, dream high-speed rail project that they've been talking about for 40 friggin' years despite having a budget surplus. Well, they might have more money, too, if everyone wasn't leaving. It's a lot of tax dollars walking away from your state. Uh, did you see... Uh, well, are you up to speed on the Pfizer whistleblower? Um, I don't know. Is this the thing in the U.K.? Listen, I don't. I don't think so. Well, they said that they knew that the vaccines wouldn't stop the transmission of the yeah. virus. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I don't. Uh, maybe there's two different stories going on. No, this is a former oh, Pfizer Morocco. Employee. Real quick to backtrack. Oh, Fr- French dropped California train bid for less dysfunctional Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> so the third world country has their s together more than California. Sick and tired. Yeah, I don't know how is Morocco like truly Morocco by certainly by the standards of African nations is there's no standards. There isn't a first world country in Africa. I didn't. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to what did you just mention? You mentioned uh, oh the, yeah the whistleblower. My understanding of it wasn't so much it was a whistleblower as there was a Pfizer executive being grilled at Parliament in the UK, and one of the MPs of the British Parliament asked point blank. Did y'all test for whether or not these vaccines would stop transmissibility? And they admitted, no, we never tested for that. Yeah. But I mean, dude, none of but that. That's not what news. they said when they released the vaccines. They said whatever they wanted. You know what's incredible, man? Is Which wasn't true. <laughs> Lord Fauci told us that in like May or June of last year. And that, what's his name? The CNN fake doctor guy he's not he's a real doctor but sanjay yeah sanjay i read the article i've got it on our show notes from like probably look at like last june where they all admitted like this was actually never intended to stop (laughs) transmission like it wasn't even engineered that way so why would they test for it when it wasn't engineered that way yet to your point half of the country at least still doesn't understand that 
but it's yeah. not this isn't news like they didn't it wasn't intended to do that that's why they had to change the definition of a vaccine a year in about two months ago it was august of last year like they they knew that that lady deborah burks who was the hell was her position um, i don't remember whatever she was one of the three people in the government uh deborah burks i think was with cdc she's the one that wrote the book right yeah, she just wrote a book yeah. saying we all we, we knew from day one these things wouldn't stop the spread of the virus. Right. Knew it from day one. And but she that's admits not to what we put out to she, the it, she admits in the book to lying about it to yeah. President Trump and the American people because it was super important that we take it anyway. We need to bring back public tarring and feathering. Yeah. Yeah. There's no accountability. At a minimum, at a minimum, we need to just bring back like enforcing, you know, laws about about uh misleading the public yeah perjury dude i mean there there is a laundry list that victor davis hansen rattles off about every other episode of his podcast of fbi people and you know cia people and other people within the department of justice and now people with the cdc and you know the nih lying to congress and admitting it nobody's ever brought up on charges well, when we win the house back, we'll see what happens, if anything happens. Um, interestingly enough, though, is here's what's going to happen. The stock market will stabilize for at least a period of time. Because one thing Wall Street loves more than anything is gridlock in D.C. They may like, for whatever damn reason, certain woke policies. But what they really like is nothing getting done in politics so they can do whatever they want uh, in business. So what will happen uh, will be a thousand point overnight swing in the Dow Jones Industrial Average and probably in the near term, some stabilization there in the market, maybe even a rally for 60 to 90 days. And what the news will tell you is all of Joe Biden's policies are doing great. See, <laughs> look at your 401k. <laughs> True story. And then when it turns around again, because the recession, as you've pointed out re repeatedly, is upon us and it ain't going to be a short one. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about, I, I think, an 08 level downturn before things get right. So it's going to be two years before we get back to the high that the Dow and the S&P 500 were at prior to 2020. Minimum, which will mean if you go back to, you know, the pandemic, that'll have been a four-year bear cycle, basically, right? Yeah. Other than this blip between the low water mark last year and the high water mark this year, right? That that was an anomaly. Well, the, the gas is going back up, though. That's good. Yeah, I was talking my yeah. neighbor. The, all, all of that. What? So so first they'll claim that the market rally is thanks to Biden, and then when it craps out again, just like they did with the gas prices, which our boy um, from Fox nailed that moron press secretary on the other day when it inevitably starts to crap out again because the recession is happening then they'll say it's because the republicans have handcuffed us see right. you should have voted for us in the midterms we'd be printing money um oh it's like every democratic city oh you're still oppressed but vote for us and we'll give you just enough titty just enough titty. And they keep doing it. But anyway, my neighbor was like, uh, hey, did you see the gas prices are going back through the roof? 
this is great. It's like just in time for the midterms. It's awesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Uh, short term, not my favorite. Long term, hell yeah. Hope they. I, I wouldn't. I love it if it hit six dollars a gallon. You must make a then, lot more money than me. Do what? You must make a lot more money than me. But that does not. Well, I think we all make more money when the government doesn't interfere with business. I'm just talking about in this moment right now with fuel prices heading back up. I'm not super stoked about it. But I also didn't think for one second that the Democrats stood a chance in hell of of winning the House back anyway or keeping the House anyway. Even when uh, the media was lying to us two months ago. Insurance. Insurance. What's up with OPEC and Biden, though? Um, uh, dude, I think that the way they explained it is spot on. OPEC's take is we're facing a global recession. The demand for our product will be going down. So why would we make more of it and sell it you know, and drive the price down when we could make less of it and drive the price up and make a better profit? Or we could just drill domestically and use our own oil for a lot cheaper. Right. <laughs> But yeah. that doesn't fit the Inflation be, Reduction Act, dude, which is a climate change package. Three years ago, we had made ourselves, for the first time in half a century, an energy-independent nation. And now, that senile idiot and all of his stupid cronies who think we're going to somehow magically erase the oil and gas industry are begging our adversaries for their oil. Like, so they're looking for just enough titty. <laughs> the senile the, idiot wants some foreign titty in his mouth. If, if you were <laughs> the last time I ran these numbers down, uh, Real Clear Politics was predicting 100, 218 seats uh, for the GOP in the House of Representatives. Um, that that number is now up to two twenty. They still have thirty five uh, that they have is up for grabs. So right now the projections are 220 to 180 with 35 seats up for grabs. Mm. Um, most of those, almost all of those, let's see, go to that. All but one, two, three, four, five, six. All but six of those 39, 35 are currently held by uh, Democrats. So it's, mm. yeah, 29 Democratic seats and six Republican seats out of 35 toss-ups and the Republicans are currently forecast to have a 40 seat margin before you count for those. So let's say it's encouraging point being that that doesn't change at all. And those six seats stay with the Republicans and 29 stay with the Dems. That would put the Dems at 209 to the Republicans to 26. So hmm. you can bet like your it. ass that the Republicans will outperform that on um, some of these. So one other note on myocarditis, you saw that thing that <laughs> we I were, sent you. We are really uh, playing hopscotch around here. Huh? That's all right. We're allowed to do that. It's our show. I mean, it's our show. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're welcome to not listen again in our estimation. <laughs> But please tell your friends and give us a five-star review. <laughs> right. uh, so here is a report. Uh, this is an article from the 
science correspondent by Joe Pinkstone, published 10, no, 11 October 2022. Headline, video games could trigger heart attacks in children. Have you confirmed <laughs> that? Is that real? Yes, it is. Young people with undiagnosed cardiac issues most at risk if they get too excited from playing games, say researchers. Look it up. Science correspondent. Uh, that's misinformation. Wow. MSN you found News. it? Yeah, there's an article in <laughs> MSN News. <laughs> so you and I played video games as kids. <sighs> no one ever uh, said that we were going to have a heart attack. And guess what? My son occasionally plays video games. I'm not worried about him having a heart attack. Also, he's not vaccinated, though, so he's not going to have a heart attack. Right. Connect the dots, people. All of these, all of these reports, all of these special studies coming out saying things that no one would have ever associated with heart disease or complications. Now we're coming out. And it's very clear that every one of them is a hot load of horseshit. Dude, I um I don't I don't understand, man. Could anyone look at that and be like, oh yeah, that makes I sense? I really don't understand. I Who do they think believes this stuff that they're putting out? Dude, this story out of Florida this week, you saw that, right? That the that a doctor in Florida released a big study that says that Dude, it was something staggering. Is he gonna get disbarred from the medical board or was it the pro was it on the other side of the fence? No, it was a study saying that males, you know, 18 to 40 or whatever have extraordinarily high risks of myocarditis and that the vaccine is more dangerous than the virus to those people. And it's like, oh, so he's telling the truth. He's telling us what the damn CDC held a special meeting about in April of 2021. Yeah. And by the way. He's probably going to get disbarred now and lose his medical license. Other nations with socialized medicine, like uh, Australia Australia and New Zealand, where they had the most outrageous COVID policies. Nations in Scandinavia, nations like the UK, all of these socialized medicine countries are starting to say now, we're not giving these boosters to people under the age of 50 or 55 or 60. That right. is coming, dude. And they're acknowledging that they've got all-time high all cause mortality rates. They're laying like they've all backed off of this. And our nation, for some reason, is like the only nation in the world money. that is still saying money. Dude, the shots money. are already bought. That's what doesn't make sense. And it never has, man. Pfizer already got their money. Moderna already got their money. The United States government already paid them. So now what is it? It's well, it's got to be evil? the next thing. <laughs> evil population control? Yeah. What the hell else could it be, dude? They already got know. paid. All, all I know is Chisholm, don't let your kids play video games. They might fall over dead right there in the living room from a heart attack. <sighs> but by all means, get them three mRNA boosters. <sighs> Nobody fucks with a Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not my words. That's the, uh, what did you call him? The senile idiot. Those are his words. He was caught on a hot mic last week saying that, which I thought was perfect. And so true, unfortunately, because the media uses the kid gloves with the Biden family. 
me. So he's not wrong. That's the sad part. That's the, when I heard that, I was like, I listened. I was like, what an arrogant dill hole. And then I was like, but wait, oh my god, dude, he's right. No one does mess with the Biden. Yeah, I mean, they can take money from foreign adversarial countries, plagiarize uh, speeches in, in, in exchange for friendly favors from the vice president of the United States and cover up laptop scandals. Yeah. Right before an election hookers and crack and just throwing guns away in the trash. And yeah, I mean, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. This analysis found an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac related death among males, 18 to 39 years old within 28 days following MRNA vaccination. And they were playing a lot of video games, weren't they? But again, dude, it's not, this is not news. This is in line with what, I mean, the 84% number is quite shocking, but the idea that this is causing myocarditis in males 18 to 39 is, that's old news. I mean, you remember the the one, this is from a couple months ago. It was like, if you sleep on your side, you might be more prone to a heart attack. That was the, for, for males. (laughs) Remember that? I mean, there's a new one that comes out like it seems like almost every week. It's unbelievable. What can we blame all of these deaths on? Well, let's make a new study. <clears throat> let's listen to the senile idiot. <sighs> so defeated. But he's doing a great job and he wants to tell you about it. Okay. And don't worry about his age either. It's not a big deal. Uh, this is on uh, CNN and Jake Tapper's interviewing him here. Uh, from this week. Democratic voters uh, overwhelmingly like you, um, but one poll shows that almost two-thirds of Democratic voters want a new nominee in 2024, and the top reason they gave was your age. So what's your message to Democrats who like you, who like what you've done, but are concerned about your age and the demands of the job? Well, they're concerned about whether or not I get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a joke. All of them. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's its a matter of, can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've been able to do the job. I've got more done. I got the inflation reduction. I got all these pieces of legislation passed. And I ran on that. I said, this is what I was going to do. And I'm still getting it done. You got, you know, dealing with, you know, making sure the veterans get compensated for the for you know, burn pits. the burn pits, making yeah. sure that we're in a situation where we finally have action on guns. And by the way, I'm going to get this all weapons ban before this is over. I'm going to get that again. Not a joke. And watch. And so I just think there's a, you know, it's a matter of. Has anybody done more in the first two years of their administration for a guy who was they've been saying this about my age for since I began to run? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know. First two years have been pretty good for him, apparently, in his mind. Yeah. Also coming, assault weapons ban. Just watch, he said. I like how he will start not not a joke. A sentence, and then he'll just cut off the end of the last word of the sentence and move on to the next thing. Yeah, dude. It's called dementia. Yeah, the inflation reduction on to the next thing. Didn't even finish the rest of the word. Like when I was a kid, my great grandfather pretty sure he was 90 when i was born um he was like 90 maybe he was like 89 or 88 when he was when i was born but you know this was a man who 
was from the you know the, the great depression era right that lived through both world wars and um at the time i recall you know the, the, my earliest recollections of him he was i would say in worse off shape than like my grandfather today who's about that same age right but either way he he basically sat in a chair all day he had one of those old school hearing aids that was like wired to his ears and it sat in his shirt pocket and it would he'd turn it up and it would give like screeching feedback yeah um but he always had a sponge in his hand and the sponge served two purposes one when he would get out of his chair he needed it to cushion his hand on his cane handle but the other and probably the main reason was that he used it to wipe the drool from the edges of his mouth i'm not being a jerk i'm just telling everybody like that he did right so he's always sort of dabbing this spittle that would accumulate you ever notice how much spittle joe builds as he tries to talk (laughs) he sounds like this he sounds like sylvester the cat (laughs) he didn't do that when he was a senator yeah. He didn't really do that when he was a vice president. Uh, but as the president of the United States, most important position and the most powerful nation in the history of planet Earth, um, he can't talk through his spit. <laughs> he can't finish a thought either. No. Between the, the spittle and mumbling and he... And- the brain is just not firing on all pistons for the man. I'm looking at a really interesting article to jump back a bit. CDC data on all-cause mortality in the U.S. I've already reported that all-cause mortality in all of these socialized medicine countries is higher than it's ever been. <clears throat> um, and do they have the 2022 data yet? I know it's still... I thought this was... Damn. Um, basically this article from something called the biological medical Institute, um, is definitely indicating that when vaccine rollout started, so the all all cause mortality in 2020, the worst year of the pandemic was 3.35 million, 3.36 and 2021, it was 3.46. And I've heard that in 2022, it's going to be even higher. Um, but I don't, that's not, they don't have a Mm. projection for that for this year. So, so more people are dying with the vaccines out there than we're dying at the peak of the pandemic. But Hey, I mean, people are just getting older, so maybe that's all it is, but it's not really video video games are too intense. The weird thing is, it's not the older people that are dying from the vaccine. It doesn't seem like. I mean, maybe they are, but. Oh, wait. According to figures collected by the American Institute for Economic Research, there was a very revealing interval from week 10, which was March of 2021, to week 24, June of 2021. Deaths in the 85 plus age group are lower than average during this interval. Total deaths for the week, for those weeks, averaged. 248,000 and change. Yeah, here's the whopper. Okay, so maybe the old people are dying, but people they're just no, no, like, no. Oh, this is saying a heart no, attack. No, 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 it really no, was a heart no, attack. No, check this out. This is saying by the vaccine. No, this is saying exactly what you just said, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So they're saying that the deaths of 85 plus during that 10 week interval in 2021 mm-hmm. um, were actually lower than the average for that same time period from 2015 to 2019. Okay. You follow oh. me? So, 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 so all cause mortality actually went down. However, for the age group of 25 to 44 years old, total deaths for that range averaged 39,000 between 2015 and 2019, but were 55,000, a 40.6% increase in 2021. Wow. <sighs> meanwhile, I wonder... meanwhile, the reported daily COVID deaths the seven-day moving average in the U.S. were declining from 1689 on March 7th, 2021 to 387 by that June. That same, So during that time period, that average daily deaths went from 1,700 down to 387. Meanwhile, the total deaths for people 25 to 45 had went up 40% as compared to a five-year average before 2020. I wonder if two. This is two parts. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. I wonder if number one, the statute of limitations on negative side effects, like if it's two years, five years, or a lifetime. Dude, they, all this stuff is emergency use authorized. There is no, there's no need for a statute of limitations. They're immune from any liability. It doesn't matter. No, I'm not talking about from a legal standpoint. I, I meant more from like, you know, the human body. Like, is there a sunset on possible negative side effects? Like, if you make it past five years, maybe you're in the clear. But we, we won't know, right? The, the second part is when would we even know? I don't know. Like, it's a it's an ongoing science experiment on the human population. So I think there's hope that that is the case. I do think the vast majority of people who took these stupid shots are going to be fine if they stop taking them. Right. Stop taking them, everybody. If you keep jabbing yourself with these damn things, I think one of them is going to get you at some point. But say you took your two shots and then you were like, well, that didn't work. So why the hell am I going to take a third? Uh, Which happens to be the vast majority of Americans now. I mean, we've talked about this, but the people aren't taking these boosters, dude. Right. Like they're just not. And they haven't been for like a year. Um, I mean, by and large, right? Yeah, there's some (laughs) crazy people out there. Um. I was listening to a guy the other day who had four shots and just got over COVID. <laughs> for him. It's going swimmingly for him. Oh, boy. But anyway, I, so, so a friend of mine who I've mentioned many times did point out to me that... So apparently these things are intended to be very... The effect on your mRNA is very short-lived. Like so you, you make these spike proteins, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the technology is designed to only make your body do that for a brief period of time, like real brief, like, like days, if not a, like two weeks or something like that. So a, that's part of why you have to 
keep taking the damn thing because if your immune system didn't figure out how to kill the spike proteins from one shot because you only had them being made for this little bitty period of time, then you got to keep doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. This is all layman's, you know, explanation. I'm not a doctor, but you know, the, even the, the sources that I look to that are the most skeptical would agree with the sentiment that if it doesn't kill you in 30 days, you're probably okay. And that's what this Florida study that we were just talking about said was that, you know, this 84% increase in cardiovascular deaths happens within 28 days of taking a shot. Right. Right. That's the period of time where your body is making spike proteins, which are cytotoxic and inflammatory. Right. And if it stops making the spike proteins, then you would think maybe you could get over that. You know, at the same time, Dr. Peter McCullough does say that, you know, up until this, if you had a run-in with myocarditis, you'd basically be put on bed rest. Even kids who, you know, it was rare, but it did happen, right? You'd get put on bed rest and monitored for like a, basically a minimum of a year to 18 months to make sure that your heart was healthy, right? So if you, I guess it all depends on, did you end up with any significant complications from it in the first place, right? If you did, I'd be concerned about long-term health impacts for those people who just took it and it didn't bother them a bit. If it didn't kill them within a month, hopefully they're fine. But I, again, I wouldn't keep taking the damn shot because another thing that has been made abundantly clear since day one, even by Fauci is that with each shot, your chances of complications are increasing exponentially fourfold higher likelihood chance of major complications from your second shot than from your first. Right. That's been the case since these things were rolled out. Yeah. Again, it's in our show notes. Um, all that being said, dude, when you're talking about forcing these things on 150, 180, however many million people, there's no reason to think that everybody's going to react the same way to it. Right. right. So while That's the science experiment part of the right. equation. So while, while maybe this thing is extremely unstable and it, it deteriorates into nothing in no time and, Therefore, 90 something percent of people who take it, you know, are going to be just fine, both short and long term. We don't know for sure, you know, if somebody comes up with a tumor 24 months down the road or, you know, a perfectly healthy 50 year old has a stroke. Nobody will be able to say definitively that it wasn't the vaccine. And here's the thing. There's no control group. We've talked about that, right? Yeah. Pfizer vaccinated all of the unvaxxed control group from their studies, which means that there's no way we'll ever get placebo controlled, randomized, long term risk data from this thing, unless somebody else undertakes doing that now. Because they vaccinated them less than a year after the first trial started or less than two. Mm -hmm. So there's no way to know. Like I said, if somebody was to die of cardiac disease two years after having a second shot, if they were part of the control group and enough of those things happen, then you could compare that statistical probability to the cases of cardiovascular disease in the population and maybe be able to show a correlation between the vaccines and that outcome but they eliminated the control group 
Let me ask you this. It's something that I've been thinking about. It's not fishy at all. It's not a big deal. It doesn't <laughs> matter that they did that. Everything's cool. Everything's cool, man. No accountability. Uh, back to that. It seems like that's the... It's like we're on a loop here. That's the recurring theme. There's no accountability. By the government? By the media? By the people that... By the sheep who believe that the government actually cares about them? Uh, I was thinking about this. Would you... Because I don't get a flu shot. Aaron usually does through work. I think that I think they actually might make the nurse practitioners at Children's get a flu shot. If I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. Um, I never feared a flu shot though. I just never really have had the. I mean, we've talked about how you had the flu in law school one time that you thought you're going to die. Like, well, I didn't think I was. I said I could see how someone could, but yeah, right. I was sick but you felt like you were going to die. It was not a pleasant experience, right? So the- but I generally don't get a flu shot. Once in a while, if it's like if I'm at the doctor and it happens to be flu season, they're like, "Do you want a flu shot?" I've said yes a couple of times, but I've never noticed a difference one way or the other. Do you think that, based off of what I just said about the government doesn't care about us, uh, and what you said earlier connecting the dots to this population control agenda, because the shots are paid for, so what else is there, right? Do you think that they would ever just start secretly putting these things in flu shots or other shots? Be like, here you go. We don't we don't really know what's in this, but it's good for you. Take your shot. I mean Well, let's see. It's against international law to experiment on unknowing citizens of the globe. And Barack Obama himself admitted they did that with this. Um, they went so far as to entice people with uh, beer and burgers and fries and stuff to, to Donuts. take this experiment. Um, the data was, they, they, they manipulated and hid the data in their trials to uh, get their approval for emergency use, including... Uh, a young girl who was rendered paraplegic. Um, we've talked about this, right? Yeah. Somebody from the trial, like a, like an 18 or 19-year-old girl, uh, was rendered paralyzed, and they chalked it up to, uh, you know, like some kind of natural occurrence or something. Like they, they, they didn't like that. They, they, they fraudulent, they, they fraudulently manipulated the data on this specific individual to show she didn't actually have a vaccine induced side effect. Right. Um, they continue to push it on children despite there having never, ever, 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 ever been a need for that. Uh, and they're clearly more dangerous for kids than the viruses. They continue to push it on men, 18 to 40 who we've known for coming close to two years now uh, stood a higher chance of myocarditis from the vaccines than from dying from the virus. And now you're asking me, is it possible they might just slip a vaccine into me as part of this nefarious agenda? Why not? (laughs) Like what's not possible now? So, so, the answer is now I'm now I'm hesitant about flu vaccines. I'm not taking one. I'm done. I'm done with vaccines. Done with them. What I about like a tetanus them. shot? 
I think I got one the other day. I say so that. Don't when be a Democrat by, and speak out got, of both sides of your mouth. When Are I you got taking vaccines that, or not? When I got bit by that damn cat the other day, I had to take an antibiotic shot, and I think I got a tetanus shot. And don't think I wasn't sitting there thinking. In fact, I asked the dude. There's not any mRNA in that thing, right? And he was like, no, man. <laughs> but I asked. <laughs> take his word for it. <laughs> I didn't have a stroke, so I ran a triathlon shortly thereafter. I mean, yeah, I don't think I've had a flu shot in five years, at least. And I don't think I'll get another one. Yeah, I'm not getting any more. So they're going to call me a uh, anti-vaxxer, I guess. When it, it was always just about this vaccine for me, right? We know polio vaccines are good. We know chickenpox vaccines. You and I had chickenpox. Our kids won't get chickenpox. The main reason that I'm not getting flu vaccines is because they really aren't that great. Just like this one. Just like this. Yeah, these things, they're not, they're not very effective, man. Right, right. They're taking a random stab. (laughs) Literally. They pick what they think are the four most likely variants of the flu out of, I think, hundreds, if not thousands. Right. Right. And they say, we think this year, this will be the flu. Yeah. So like, just assume that the concept of the vaccine works in the first place, which is, you know, according to. Robert Kennedy Jr., not a given by any stretch of the imagination, but let's just pretend that it definitely works. Your statistical probability that the CDC guessed right? Yeah. Tell me one thing Um, the CDC's gotten right in general. Not much. Nothing. (laughs) They don't get anything right. Well, I I want to talk about something that the Biden administration did get right, Chisholm. Because this is absolutely insane. So, and this was from Jack Posobiec's um, Twitter, which great follow. Hero. Breaking. The the Biden admin selective service program requires trans women to register for draft if they were born male. (laughs) Yeah, I really can't believe that. Uh, be, why, why is it unbelievable? Well, it's because it flies in the face of it, it goes back to, wow, this is actually science. When everything we everything else we're putting out there flies in the face of common sense reality, science, if you're born with a dick, you're a guy, you can't change your genetic makeup. And we're going to say, actually, yes, you will have to register for the draft if you were born a man. Regardless, Regardless of what you say and feel that you are today. I couldn't believe it either, dude. It goes against everything that they've said and done. I know. Uh, I can't explain it either. It's it makes too much sense. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's a. Are they turning? Is the worm turning on that? No. Speaking of things that we seem to be far behind the eight ball on. You know, the UK, did we talk about this yet? That the Maybe UK they're killing stopped- off too many 18 to 40-year-old men from myocarditis, and they're like, oh, wait, you trannies, you better register. <laughs> yeah, there's a really good... Uh, I love it when I make you uncomfortable. St- there's a good stand-up <laughs> bit in there somewhere. Uh, yeah. We need Chappelle to take that on. Yeah. Um, we've talked about the fact that the, that the hospital in the UK that was doing transgender surgeries on minors has been shut down of that practice, right? Like mm. they're not doing that in this in the UK anymore. And they're, they're taking like 
at a federal at a government level, they're taking a stand against doing this stuff to kids. So, you know, they're we're again behind the eight, but we're still like, you know, out of control with this this let's you know <laughs> I don't even know where to go with it. <laughs> Matt Walsh uh made a public issue. I think we talked about this on our last show about the Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Mm-hmm. He found audio of a lady. Oh, about the money. Giving a conference. Yeah. Speech basically about all the p- programs they were going to put in place to make money off of transitioning kids. Right. And how they were going to ostracize people who claim a religious exemption. And they were going to give you a trans buddy to teach you about the trans way. Right. They've shut that down. As of this last like five days, Vanderbilt has stepped up and said, we're pausing this practice. Oh, wait, the The majority of Americans aren't down with this after all. The UK had already beat us to the punch by, dude, almost a year on that. So maybe they're starting to realize, oh, this is. The sad thing is what they're realizing, if they're realizing anything, is that this is wildly unpopular, not that it's. Uh, satanic, which is what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Probably just thinking we might have pushed it a little too soon on transitioning the kitties. Let's pause that a bit uh, and we'll come back to that in a decade or so, which they absolutely will. Mark my word. Um, no, 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 no. But dude. so is this, in decade, is this an indication? Is it, is is it because be front and center thing? Is it because recruitment is at an all time low in the United States military? Or is it because the Democrats are starting to realize? Uh, we have to back off this. It's a, it, it's a very interesting development, man, because it certainly undermines everything they claim. All of it. I mean, everything they claim undermines itself, right? Like, on one hand, they say that gender is just a social construct. And on the other hand, in the last three or four days, doctors have come out that claim that in the womb, a child knows its gender which is not related necessarily to its sex, that a baby knows that it's whatever its gender preference is. So, you know, does this undermine the whole trans movement? Not necessarily because none of it makes sense in the first effing place. There's no logical consistency to the ideology at all. But like we've always pointed out in Marxism, that's a feature, not a bug. Right. Right. Would you say that and you played high school football and I played high school football? Would you say that high school or, or just say that foot, football people, football men are pretty gruff and probably pretty masculine by nature? Sure. Well, our, our boy, the great number eight, Troy Aikman, <laughs> is taking some heat. Yeah. Or his comments on Monday Night Football, where I don't, it, it was the Chiefs and Raiders were playing. And I don't even know. I think the, it was one of these late hit, uh, hits on the right. quarterback. And this is a quarterback who, a Hall of Fame quarterback who clearly got, I mean, he retired because of continued concussion, right? He's probably going to die of CTE at some point in time. We hope that he doesn't. You just cringed, but let's call a spade a spade. I mean, he, he's a prime candidate for, CTE. He took a lot of headshots. 
And you would think that someone like that would be like, we need to protect the quarterback at all costs. But he said that the game is becoming, I guess, a little too wussified. Here was his take. So I know the audio, there's, you know, 100,000 fans there cheering and screaming, but he said he hopes the competition committee takes a look at it and that they take the dresses off and let, let the boys be boys and play some football. Well, that didn't go over very well with the LGBTQ RSTUV community. And they want, they want Troy Eggman's head for that, what I would call a pretty innocent comment, like, Let's not make the boys play like they're girls, right? There's a difference between men and women. Let's take the dresses off. Your take. Um, I Was guess that my... insensitive of Troy? <laughs> no. Am I surprised that he went there? Probably. Why, though? With such a Just because it's 2022 and you can't say stuff like that? I would never have thought you couldn't say I mean... That one doesn't even push the envelope for me. If I heard that, I wouldn't. It would have just right, right through one ear out the other. If I was watching that game, yeah, but live. you're not a lady, right? I mean, are there a lot of ladies playing in the, the NFL? People who are up in arms about this are well, no, but they have a lot of ladies. You're going to go. You're going to where I want to go with this. People that are up in arms are ladies and beta male douchebags that are trying to impress ladies with their allied status. So people that don't watch the NFL anyway. I mean, no, the answer is yes. The people that are pissed off don't watch the NFL. Could care less. Maybe they know who Troy Aikman is. Maybe they don't. But they have gotten on the social media bandwagon to to railroad this guy to try to get and canceled, even though they don't watch the NFL. This is why ESPN shouldn't give a shit about what any of them think. And just say, you know what? Troy said what he said. We stand by it. They're going to the stand by response. it without. They're going to stand by it without saying anything about it because they're not going to fire Troy Eggman. He's right. the best color commentator probably in all of sports, definitely in all of football. So, yeah, he's been the Fox A team guy for twenty years now. Well, now he's moved, but yes. Where are they at? What? Yeah, he's doing Monday Night Football now. Him and Joe. On, on ESPN. ESPN. Oh, yeah. that's lame. <laughs> so, so much football I'm watching. It's these capitalism. Days. Um, yeah. You and I have a different line when it comes to these sorts of things. Um, can well, you there's one of us that's kind of PC, and the other one who skirts that line pretty regularly. On this oh, show. I mean, you, you you seek opportunities to step beyond that line deliberately all the time. And I applaud you for it. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's not a total snowflake thing to say that calling it girly to not let quarterbacks get hit um, is a little like that's not a 2022 thing that would have been a pretty questionable statement 15 years ago 
you're insane. You have lost your mind. And 15 years ago, nobody gave a shit about a comment like that. You, that is not true. I cannot. Well, agree I guarantee with that. you, plenty of people gave uh, many shits about it. The difference is Twitter. The difference is Twitter. The difference is in real time, pundit type people with blue check marks and lots of followers can make a comment about it in real time. Where, you know, 15 years ago, you had to be you watching that a, game. You wouldn't even have seen a newspaper article about it. Nothing. No, you wouldn't have because it wouldn't have amounted to much of anything. There wouldn't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the New York Times would have had an article about Troy Aikman shouldn't make such a comment, but it would have been after the fact and stuff didn't really go viral like it does now. But the fact that the, all the people, what I saw was an article, and I hate this so much, but I saw an article with like six people's tweets copy and pasted into this internet article. The article was about people's tweets, right? The news right. article that was written was about the tweets. And that's my point, right? Is like, here's Megan Rapino's 15 years ago, Troy Aikman. Right. 15 yeah. years ago, maybe one opinion journalist in America who's, you know, got a feminist ax to grind and also familiar enough with the NFL to even know what's going on would have written an article like, this is distasteful. This is macho, you know, uh, uh, you know, toxic masculinity at its finest. This is the problem. Isn't with football. Football. But it would have been like a take. It wouldn't even have been a takedown about Troy. It would have been a takedown about like football, toxic masculinity writ large. Right? Isn't what isn't masculinity, maybe even a little bit on the toxic side. What makes football football? Yeah. Okay. So then why does, why are we, why does it matter if he said that? Are women playing football? Are women playing tackle football? No. Okay. So let's take the dresses off. <laughs> you go, Troy. You do, you buddy. Dude, <laughs> you're not gonna hear me. Listen, I I like the fact that guys like you and Troy Aikman. I'd love to ask him in a true, honest moment. Like, is that one you wish you had back? Because my guess is <clears throat> Troy doesn't shy away too far from his convictions, but he also doesn't just like club people over the head with them, right? Like, right. You got to listen to him with George and, uh, and Junior. I do. On Friday mornings to get a feel for who Troy is, right? Yeah. Um, but every now and then he lets it show on his broadcast. He's definitely not woke. I'm shocked that he was willing to sign an ESPN contract, frankly. Shocked. Like, I didn't know that, and I'm shocked by it. Yeah. Um, but I bet even he's like, it was an unforced error. Not because of the culture we live in right now, but just because it's like, you know, it's not completely unreasonable to say that a woman could be offended by that statement. I don't think it's completely unreasonable. Is she playing football? No. But perhaps she, she likes to watch it, and perhaps maybe. she doesn't want to hear Troy. I, here's the other thing I would say: though. Would my, my wife doesn't mind watching football with me? She would <laughs> not be offended by that. She wouldn't be. Neither would mine. Right. That's so then, who's point. really who? Would, who would be offended? Who that is watching the game in real time is offended by that comment? And if no one, if, if the answer is no one, then who gives a shit about it? Stop pandering to these. Woke dumbasses. Again, I'll reiterate that this is a Twitter outrage thing, right? 
You rolled your eyes. There, I believe <laughs> 15 years ago, there would have been women who would have heard that and been miffed by it. And then they would have gone to bed and never thought about it again. Mm-hmm. But in our modern age, now, women and beta males who are miffed by it, put it out there for the world. And then it creates a chain reaction. And people who 15 years ago would have never knew he said it, even football fans, would have never known he said it. Male, female, beta male, trans, whatever. It becomes a viral thing thanks solely to Twitter. And then a whole bunch of bot articles get written. Did you know that? That articles are written by robots? I'm sure. Yeah, like totally. There are lots of news articles that are basically AI generated. They're, they're, you know, real news, right? But there are formulas for like this bot covers this beat, right? And so something's trending on Twitter about the NFL. A story gets auto written for it. It'd be real simple because there was no content to the story other than, hey, look at what all these people had to say about what Troy said. Yeah. Blah, 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 right? So now everybody in the football world knows about it where, yeah, in the past it would have just like sailed on by. There would have been people who were annoyed by it, but not enough to lose any sleepover. And the reality is these blowhard feminazis that are pissing and moaning about it right now, they're not losing any sleep about it either. They're getting hits. That's all. Mm. Not hits on the quarterback, though. <laughs> right. I tried to tell my old boss in like 2014 that the NFL was committing self, like long term, like Harry Carey self suicide, uh, maybe even 2013. And he thought I was crazy. And here we are, 2022. And it's not as popular as it once was. It's still not. I mean, it's still, I guess, probably the most popular sport in America, right? By a mile. But it's am I am I right? I know that its numbers plummeted after. Well, uh, Colin Kaepernick didn't do uh, the, the NFL any favors, okay? But yeah, but the fish dude, do the you ratings not are fine? back? I mean, their ratings are fine. They're doing is great. The, are they as high as the highest mark prior to Colin Kaepernick? Probably not. Right. I don't know. I don't That's have the numbers in front of me. That's my but point. But a lot of I people left and were like, "I'm done with it." So. But it's but so that was one thing, right? But am I not correct that the officiating of an NFL game makes it damn near unwatchable? Yeah, there's lots of flags, and and it's such a you know discretionary, all subjective BS. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, even yeah. holding, dude. I mean, Micah Parsons put out a tweet. Speaking of tweets, this past week where he called out one of those two ridiculous roughing the passer penalties, and he posted a pic, a still shot of him getting basically like choke held <laughs> a dude was clotheslining him bending him backwards like no, a, no flag yeah. yeah i mean it was the worst hold you've ever seen wrapped this he had beat his man he's moving to the right hand side of the guy so the guy's got his left arm around micah parsons throat and he's like so that's a flag but this ain't this game's crap and he's right yeah that's interference that's, that's the that curse stuff. of football though is everything is open for interpretation by each official you think that's the curse or you think that's the plan no i think that's the reality of the game and i don't think it's a good one like because people don't you don't think that a referee one call can influence it and it's not any different than i guess basketball but the difference is there's 11 players on the field on each side there's 22 people on the field that they're trying to watch it's a lot of bodies yeah that's probably the biggest difference but to your point every sport we watch has those judgment not every sport not golf. 
yeah, golf is very unsubjective. I'd say tennis other than did the ball hit the line or is it out? I mean, that's not nearly as much of a judgment as that's pass interference and that's not right. Right. That's holding and that's not right. To your point, there's more bodies in the field and it's sheer chaos all the time. But, you know, a baseball pitch, was it in or what is it out? I've watched pitchers in the same game throw the exact same pitch and have, of course, um, call it two different ways. Right. So what do you think about that? They're going to have automated automated uh, strike zones. Are they doing that? Are they still just uh, it's the plan it? for yeah? They're going to have them eventually. Though in the near future, balls and strikes will no longer be up to the umpire, and then it will come to the point of well, we don't even need umpires anymore. I'll believe that they're going to do that when I see them do it. Because do you not like, do you not think that games get rigged by the umps? I mean, the NBA has a famous case of a of a ref yeah, who had served for twenty years. Who had been rigging games, shaving points, and all? That, I right? can't go back to the 2006 finals where the Mavericks lost to the Heat, and Dwayne Wade single-handedly shot more free throws than the entire Mavericks team in games three through six, and not think that there was some level of foul play there. So, if you were going to manipulate a sporting event to squeeze the point total to be under. Or, you know, shave a few points here or there to, you know, manipulate a line. How would you do it? Officiating. Right. You've heard the phrase crooked zebras, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The best bookies in Vegas have the line, the direct connection to the guys who know where those crooked angles are coming from, right? My point is... There's a reason for all that subjectivity. And right. their biggest problem is there's too many cameras and the, there's too much HD. But even the controversy, dude, if you think for one second that bad calls that create an uproar, first of all, 50% of the watchers of any one of these games are going to feel like the bad call screwed them. And the other 50% are going to be like, yeah, we well, you owed us that one because somebody else screwed us last week. Right. Right. So you have the same thing you have in politics. You have a 50 50 split controversy that just keeps people interested. Yeah. It's true. It's a good analogy. Um, yeah, and you have the ability to manipulate the game. And guys who have millions of dollars on the line get to win their bets. It's true. I hope that it doesn't go on as much as it probably does, but. Um, I think every time an NFL player tells you this is a business, they're subtly telling you, and the whole effing thing is rigged on some level because it's a business. Well, okay. all that matters is the I would bills. caveat that by saying then the Cowboys want to would have won a Super Bowl in the last twenty five years if it was really that rigged. America's team, yeah, they would have. I don't uh, know, man. Um, I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that it's rigged all the way to the Super Bowl champs, right? I, I'm, not, I'm not really saying that. At the same time, the Cowboys are the most popular franchise in America without having won a Super Bowl since 1995. Right? I mean, how many New England Patriot fans have been minted over the last 20 years compared to how many there were? Way like, too many. The Cowboys' popularity is still at the highest it's ever been. Meanwhile, it's the most valuable franchise in the world. Meanwhile, teams like, you know, Denver, 
the Colts had their moment. You know, they, they've minted more fans by giving other teams opportunities to dominate, right? The, the reason that the Cowboys are America's team is that for 20 years, from the time that they were founded until about three years before Jerry gave the great Tom Landry the boot, they were the most dominant. Them and the Steelers were the two most dominant teams in the entire game, mm-hmm. right? Back then, that was the whole league, basically those two teams, right? Yeah. So holding back the legacy royalty, if you really think about it, is good for the shield. I don't know if I'm going to buy this because I look at the NBA and the Lakers aren't going any 25 years without a title. Neither are the Celtics. Maybe they're just better run franchises, but I have a hard time believing that. I mean... Um, the Celtics went a long time between titles, dude. Not that long. Well, from Larry Bird to Kevin Garnett, whatever that was, 15 years? At least. Larry Bird played until the late 90s. And he wasn't winning titles in the late 90s. I don't think he won a title after 1990, did he? Maybe not. Yeah, Jordan owned that. Correct. he He didn't win one since the 80s. Well, okay. Whatever it was, the Celtics, Lakers. Yeah. It might have been 20 years. It was a solid 20 years, but yeah. Um, I only have one other note here that we'll get. Did you see the uh, there was a, a, a leak that the Department of Homeland Security, and this goes back to a border situation which we documented on the show where the border patrol agents looked like they were whipping migrants but really it was just the reins on the horse <sighs> yeah the DHS secretary secretary Mayorkas was told no Haitian migrants were whipped hours before pushing that narrative anyway they knew 100% knew so there was no oh whoops we got that wrong no it was we told you that's not true. And then they blatantly put it out there on all left-leaning media outlets that they were whipping these people. Going back again to the word of the day, I think has to be accountability. And there is none. You can do whatever the hell you want. Say so whatever you want. It can be a lie and you're never going to get in trouble. So you're telling me the Democrats lied about and fabricated a race baiting narrative. Yes. Hmm. This is the first time ever? Weird. <laughs> all right. That's all I have. I can't believe I they would do that. I that cannot believe. Line. I can't believe that the Democrats would make up a lie in furtherance of race division. I, I can't sh- color me shocked. Hmm. <laughs> it is shocking. It's a shocker. It's a shocker. <laughs> all right. Do you have anything else? Uh, Stroh's won in comeback fashion yesterday. Nobody cares. Ding, 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 ding. I did see that it was a walk-off three-run home run, though. Um, I did see that. And I was uh, not happy about it. It was not just a any walk, it was not just any walk-off three-run three run homer. It was a moonshot, right? 
it was Jordan Alvarez who I haven't followed baseball, baseball that closely through the season. But he's um, a big man. He's a beast, and he missed the last. He was in and out of the lineup like for at least the last month, if not longer, with an injury issue. Um, they kept winning, so it it wasn't too scary from the team's prospect standpoint. But it did leave the question like, all right, so if he manages to get right for the playoffs, is he going to be rusty? Is he going to be able to pick it back up and roll? And I'd say a three-run walk-off moonshot uh, indicates that Jordan came to Jordan. So, Let's go, Mariners. Sorry for you, American League. All right. Sorry for you. For no trash bag, trash can banging going on this time. And yet, somehow, Craig Biggio is still in the Hall of Fame. All right. For yeah, maybe it's the fact that he's top five in like every statistical category in the history of second baseman. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to episode 98 of Justified Pursuit. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for being here. You're embarrassingly wrong. She works there at the Dallas Cowboys, but she's got no in between like all them other boys and dresses. They ain't every cowboy's dream. It's New Year's Day here on the border, and it's always been this.